0: Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com.
1: All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And joining me today on the show is my good buddy, Zach Hopper. Now, Zach has been on the show before. We got to go on a hunt together last fall up in Wisconsin, and we're looking forward to hopefully getting together this spring, maybe in a couple different states to chase after turkeys. That's what this episode's all about. It's a an hour and 15-minute BS session all about turkey hunting. Now, I got to warn you, though, if you get easily offended, if you don't like people talking about turkey hunting in a negative way, this probably isn't the episode for you because I kind of trash talk turkey hunting. And if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you probably know that I'm not the biggest fan of turkey hunting. I just think it's kind of, it's overdone, right? It's overrated, and... A lot of people are going to hate me for that, but that's just kind of how I feel. I find those guys that are just like so sold out about it, and I'm like, I I don't get it. And I think maybe at some point in my life, maybe this year, I will. Maybe I'll be that guy that's like, I'm hooked for life. I can't wait to go out again. And I'm finding myself getting closer to that, but I'm not fully there yet. So anyways, just had to throw out that warning before we jumped in this show. Also, my cousin Sam Medkey... He joins us partway through. So that's a pleasant surprise. <laughs> he actually woke up, forgot what time it was, and then he just randomly hops on the call. So uh, be prepared for that, be ready for that, and let's jump into this one.
0: Like, he was doing
2: things that were just badass.
1: That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dean had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. right, guys, welcome to today's show, and on the show with me today, I've got my buddy Zach. Now Zach, you weren't really my buddy like six months ago, I feel like. We didn't even know each other, and then we did one podcast, got on a hunt in Wisconsin, and I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to hunt with Zach every year. Like This is going to be a good time, so thanks for hopping on the show again.
2: Man, I love it. I love talking.
1: So for those that don't know you, Zach is... I mean, he wears like 15 hats at Buck Gardner Calls. Um, One of the main ones being he is the head of marketing. And so we've been, we've been talking. He's like, dude, you should be a pro staff member. And I've never been a pro staff member in my life. And I was like, sure, that sounds awesome. I don't know what it means, but we've been sorting out details for that. I'm super excited to see what happens, even if it just means us getting on more hunts together this year. Yeah uh what what do you guys have going on over there at buck gardner right now
2: um we're hunkering down from the ice right now um trying to keep the power on Uh, i got a little uh squirrel running over here on a wheel keeping my electricity on in this room (laughs) no but uh really we're uh just like everybody else trying to keep up with uh with all the logistical issues um can't really get components to us. I mean, what we have, we're sending out, but it's, uh, I mean, just the nature of the beast right now. Um, We're staying busy, of course. We're never not busy, but, uh, you know, coming off into waterfowl season, we're kind of hitting the lull. Um, Everybody's gearing up for turkey season, and we don't have turkey calls. So we're uh, (laughs) trying to get focused in on uh, 2022, like, fall plans and – nailing out like what we want to do marketing wise and stuff like that. So it's a lot of planning and prep work for the upcoming busy shipping season, uh, next waterfowl season.
1: Nice. Do you, do you do a lot of trade shows? Uh, Do you go to them?
2: Yes. So when, so I kind of took over marketing like January 1st, like officially, but we went to a couple last year and we plan on going to probably probably one a month starting, starting in March. We're going to Oklahoma City uh, first weekend in March. Um, we're going to the Delta Waterfowl uh, Expo in Little Rock in July. Um, going to go to Rogers, hopefully. Going to go to the Dive Bomb Squad Fest, hopefully. Um, wanted to go to the Ducks Unlimited, but unfortunately we're going to be moving locations at the same time that show is going on. So there's oh, just... Dang so little manpower we have to be here for that because that's kind of top priority. But I mean, uh, November we're going up to Maryland, uh, for the waterfowl festival. So, I mean, we're,
1: we're kind of
2: trying to go everywhere this year.
1: I can't imagine. Now that COVID
2: has kind of chilled out a little bit.
1: I can't imagine being in the hunting industry right now with all of the shows going on. Like I talked to a couple people, when I was out at the Hunt Expo in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. they, one guy was like, dude, I've been at shows like six out of the last seven weeks. And yeah. I mean, you're on your feet at the booth talking to everybody that walks by. Yeah. That would be so exhausting. So
2: I went to NWTF in Nashville last weekend. That is the coolest show I've ever been to. It was my first year to go. Um, and it's, primarily for turkeys obviously but there was a lot of waterfowl vendors there and I mean it there's no telling how many people were in and out of that show I mean it was so many people it was so fun but it was almost so many people that you could not stop and enjoy one thing because you were almost <laughs> getting mobbed I guess it's because they didn't have it last year because of COVID now it opened up again and it's just like the biggest event people from everywhere come down to that thing and just walking around that show for like four hours and my knee has been hurting all we <laughs> long, so i couldn't i couldn't imagine because uh, everybody that i i knew there that had uh booze and everything they're like gosh man like we are worn out and i was i went on the last day and which was the busiest day because it was saturday man man of people there was just nuts
1: i'm gonna have to come check that one out i really did enjoy the one in salt lake city uh yeah it was huge like the Western hunt and conservation expo, I think is the actual title of it. But there were so many people. I think I was there for eight hours one day and I was just talking to everybody I could. Uh, But one of the, one of the best parts of my, of my day was my wife came with the kids at the end of the day and we were walking around or actually she was like, Hey, we're going to go get food. Meet us over there. So I go over, get like a quesadilla and a churro. And I love churros, man. Like, they're one of my favorite things. Ah. And we're sitting there eating our food, and all of a sudden, the vendor that was running the churro cart, he walks over, and he has a wad of churros, like eight of them. Fresh, nice and warm. And he's like, hey, do you guys want these? We're closing. And I was like this is the oh. best marketing tool I've ever seen. Like I could go to any booth and probably get a partnership or, you know, build some type of connection just by bringing oh, yeah. the churros. So I definitely oh, did yeah. that. We'll see what comes from it.
2: <laughs> Dude, the relationships and stuff you can build at shows. It's just incredible because there's so many good people that yeah. go, are going to these shows. Like at NWTF, yeah, I mean, even working for Buck Garner, like, it didn't matter if they knew you or not and people were just genuinely nice and helpful and they wanted to help you and they wanted to talk to you, even though it was the last day and they were probably worn slap out because NWTF does all these dinners and after shows. And I mean, it's a whole celebration really. And yeah. I mean, like Bo Brooks with power calls. I mean, we walked up in the Higdon booth because we have a, uh, what kind of industry partners with Higdon and, uh, Bo walked up to us and just shaking all our hands. Just, I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> people are just so nice at these things. So, any trade show, I mean, go out and support these folks. Because, I mean, people are a lot of people are just doing it, trying to build their brand, getting yep. out and meeting with people. But it's really, it's a lot of fun. And people have a lot of cool stuff that, you know, kind of goes by the wayside if, if they're not on the forefront of the industry. I mean,
1: yeah, you can find a lot
2: of cool stuff at these shows.
1: Yeah, you really can. I saw one of the cool products I saw was a trail camera like arm that you can actually, Mm -hmm. you can hook it to the end of a drill and then you can screw a, like a receiver into the tree, 10, 15 feet up in the tree. And then it also has a clip to clip your camera on. And then you can Mm -hmm. just from the ground, get your camera like way up in a tree, take it back off Screw it in a new place. Put, I mean, uh, a little solar charger on it like crazy, crazy stuff. Actually, I bet you I've got their card right here. I got to find it because I'm going to give them a shout out. They were awesome. Of course, I can't find it. Anyways, yeah. When I, I cool leave a show,
2: I have a bag so full of stuff and so many cards and people's numbers and names. It's just like, who was that again? <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun going to those things.
1: Yeah. Well, now that like your crazy busy season is about to be over uh you've got turkeys coming up pretty quick right what uh what does that look like for you and i mean are you hunting tennessee or are you hunting mississippi or both uh mississippi
2: um is where i'll be this year uh if the weather stays like it is it'll be late april before we get any Good action down here. I mean, it's nuts. But I've been out scouting several times and uh, just looking for sign and stuff where I, where I've killed turkeys or heard turkeys and stuff like that. Uh, so I'm gearing up for that. Uh, Adam went, that was on the podcast that we did last time he won't uh, he won't let me start a turkey line yet. So <laughs> I'm trying to talk him into it. But I'm super excited for the season, man. It's if you can't shoot a duck or a goose, it's like as soon as January 31st is over, you're just like turkeys, turkeys three.
1: This is probably my first year that I'm really excited about turkey hunting. I've never been one to be pumped about it. I never understood the hype. Um, I still can't say that I've fully caught the bug and people are probably sick of me saying that on this podcast, but I'm actually looking forward to it now. So that's a good change.
2: Man, it's oh, it's so fun. Um, yeah, we, I'm going like I started really traveling a lot last year, hunting everything, going with a buddy of mine out to Nebraska this year. So, probably a mixture of Rios and Miriam's. Uh, I've never killed either of those, I've only ever killed Easterns, so that's gonna be a good time. But down here, like I haven't. Back when I was in school and I was playing baseball and stuff, like springtime, it was hard to go turkey hunting, like religiously and hunting public land, just like any other game you're chasing on public land, like you got to be out there a lot. And if if you kill something a lot of times, it's just because, well, obviously you're in the right place at the right time. But um, now I'm finally able to get out there like several times a week and chase them. And it's, not saying I'm any good at it because they seem to beat me like 99% of the time, but
1: yeah,
2: actually being able to to get out in the woods and, you know, I guess pretty much just learn more every time I'm out there. It's it's getting easier, but it's never easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Turkey hunting for me is a love, hate relationship. I mean, I love it when I can get out there. I hate the fact that I don't understand turkeys. Like (laughs) I, 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 they just, never seem to play by the rules every time I think I'm going to get one or I've seen them in a field they just switch it up and I make sure mm-hmm. I'm hidden I mean like I try to do it the right way but I always end up just chasing after them really I mean I'm not like running through the running through the field after them but I'll I'll see where they're headed and I'll get into the woods into the shadows and get ahead of them and just wait mm-hmm. until they get close enough to shoot
2: yeah uh, they're worse than a woman I mean, they can't never make up their mind. They never do what they're supposed to. I mean, just you know, love-hate relationship, like you said. But, you know, that's – I'm not going to say it's more fun than waterfowl because, you know, waterfowl my first love. But, again, you know, man, it's, it's something that uh, – I was writing a blog post the other day for our website. It was just like there's nothing that can imitate the sound of spring. I mean, you got – I mean, even the look of it, you got, you know, fresh leaves. They're growing for the first time this year. You got the songbirds starting to chirp and then, you know, the turkey gobbling in the woods. It's just, I mean, it's almost better than hearing, you know, mallard drake coming through the trees or something like that.
1: But Dude, I can't, I just can't, I, I like being out there. I like hearing the sounds. I, I mean, when you hear a turkey gobble first thing in the morning, it's awesome but it's also one of like the worst times of year to hunt as far as weather conditions go like it's always wet the ground is always wet and then you get out there it's nice and crisp and by the time you pack up and leave for the day you're pouring mm-hmm. sweat the right. bugs are out i'm like dude yeah. put, put me in the middle of winter chasing after a big game animal anytime yeah i That's, just that i would wish turkey I wish turkeys would like breed and you could call them in and they would strut like early, early fall, even the middle of fall anytime. But the spring, the spring sucks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's especially like, I mean, you're, you're close enough to the mid South where the weather, like you said, it can be below freezing, you know, before daylight. And then by the time you're walking walking out of the woods at 10 o'clock, it's creeping up on 70 degrees and it's, you know, you you layered for the cold weather, but now you are walking out and you are pouring sweat because you got all these layers on this year.
1: Yeah, Drew. I think it was two years ago. I was hunting with Drew, and our feet got wet like on the walk in. Yeah, and then the temperature was actually dropping all morning long. By the time uh, we left, he was pretty convinced that he had frostbite. He's like, "Dude, my feet are so cold right now. My my toes are throbbing." Like half of them are numb yeah. and we did have a great hunt though. Like we yeah. went out, we had turkeys come in and I've got, I've got that Turkey fan. So like you can walk behind it, imitate a Turkey and yeah. we chased after these birds and we could, they never did fan out, but we could tell they were either Jake's or Tom's and mm-hmm. they were turned away from us and we couldn't see their beards at all. So we're like, dude, we're just going to go after them. And see how close yeah. we can get, and hopefully one will turn. And as soon as we get out in the field, I look over, and there's a tom at the other end of the field, and I'm like, "Dang it! Like, let's go after him." Now. <laughs> we, yeah, we chase those birds for probably three hundred yards, and I mean they yeah. never they never let us get within sixty yards, but they never yeah. ran away either. They were just kind of moving at normal yeah. speed. So, yeah.
2: and people have their own opinions on like what y'all are trying to like reaping a turkey is what they call it. But, I mean, I've crawled up to them behind one of those things, like, within 10 yards. I and mean, they were hens and jakes. I've never really got that close to a, a time before. But it's just like, y'all are so smart, but how are y'all this dumb? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm just basically just looking at you through this fan. and Y'all are just minding your own business, but let me try to get out a call and, and set up in the woods. And y'all won't pay me the first bit of attention. It's Crazy.
1: Dude, it's the idea of, re- like, breeding and reproducing. It just makes, it makes every species stupid. Like it makes us, it makes us <laughs> dumb. It makes, it makes white-tailed deer dumb. Like you see those videos of a, like a big mature buck attacking a completely plastic buck decoy and right. it'll plow it over. The head will fall off. The legs will fall off and it stands there like, yeah, now what? And no, I'm like, yeah. how, how can you not know Idiot. that you just yeah. attacked something completely fake? And they don't all do that. But even turkeys, man, you shoot a turkey, oh, yeah. you shoot a turkey like at 20 yards and another Tom will come in and beat the crap out of it.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know, man. It's what's wild. But we're talking about like the wet weather. I mean, as you know, and we've, we've been pounded by a sleet and rain the last couple of days and I was talking to a buddy of mine, he was like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna get those uh the short like hiking boots this year for, for turkey hunting because he's kind of new to it. And I'm like,
1: Okay, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah,
2: I mean, dude, I've stripped down, I've done him, I stripped down to my underwear across a creek one time because I heard a turkey going like <laughs> the amount of wet you can get turkey hunting is just like waders just wouldn't make sense, but it's almost needed something
1: yeah yeah until like eight o'clock rolls around and your waiters are soaked from the inside with how much you're sweating yeah
2: but man i tell you what there's just there's not i don't think there's a, maybe elk hunting i've never been but there's not another sport that imitates how fun turkey hunting can be like just the just the stalk you put on a turkey and playing his game and his woods and and the one time you get him to slip up and it's just like, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. It's just
1: awesome. Man, I want, I want to try turkey hunting in the mountains. Uh, yeah. I was just on a mountain lion hunt and we were out in Utah and there were so many turkey tracks and they were old, but you could tell that they were walking on this dirt road before it froze. And like, it looked like thousands of footprints all the way down the road i mean it was probably you know 10 to 15 turkeys but like the trail that they left on the road i was like see this is what i could get into the weather here isn't as temperamental as it is in missouri uh if i go out to utah and try to hunt them one i'd like the weather better i'd like the scenery better the hiking it's going to be a lot harder but I think I would rather do a harder hike in a place like that than an easy hike in Missouri and be getting destroyed by mosquitoes. Yeah,
2: and I've also heard that turkeys are dumber out there. So anybody from out there, don't get mad at me. But uh, you come and try to kill a turkey in Mississippi versus one in, you know, South Dakota or Nebraska, and you, you know, you'll you'll see. It's these turkeys down here in the South, man. I mean, even maybe in Missouri. I mean, it's just like it's just like. If you get past, I mean, if you get into Missouri and down, no matter like what you hunt, it is so pressured because it's I mean, so many people in such a compact area, I guess. Cause you got Springfield, you got St. Louis, there's a ton of people there. Well, you got Memphis down here and Little Rock. I mean, it's just and then you go up to South Dakota and it's just like <laughs> there's a town like a hundred miles that way. And it's <laughs> like a population of a thousand, maybe. I and mean, so like ducks, geese, turkeys, everything is just so pressured down here. It's just so hard. So much harder to hunt because they are so much smarter when they get down here. And they are so much smarter because they've learned all the games from people chasing them through the woods.
1: Uh, but uh, like you said, man, they can still slip up. Like oh, yeah. they'll just get – And you just got to be there when they do. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I think that I'm going to try a couple new things this year. I'm gonna try getting a different decoy. Um, I've got like the inflatable decoy. You blow it up mm-hmm. and and stake that thing out there, and it gives great movement in the wind, but yeah. I'm afraid that there's a glare on it that might spook the turkeys. Um yeah. I key I talked to somebody the other day about the funky chicken. <laughs> Have you seen yes. that? Oh yeah. That really stupid looking one. They're like, dude, yeah. turkeys hate it. Like they will they will come in to kill that thing every time they just something about the way it looks. They, they just want to destroy it. And so I'm thinking about getting one of those and maybe just putting that out.
2: I mean, yeah, I've heard the same exact thing, but I don't know if my pride and ego would let me buy (laughs) that thing and take that into the woods. Dude, I don't, I (laughs) I would never hear the end of that from my friends. If I took that out
1: there, listen, I have zero shame when it comes to Turkey hunting, like, as long as it's legal, it's, it's in my cards. Like I don't, I, oh, yeah. it doesn't, okay, check this out. So I'm going to go on a little rant here from social media. We did this stupid TikTok video from Celine Dion and uh. Uh, in it, like I strip out of my normal hunting clothes into Turkey clothes and my wife throws yeah. me my inflatable decoy and then she scoots behind me, with the Turkey fan, like that umbrella deal. And -hmm. this guy commented and he goes, the only thing that I need to see to know that you're a shitty Turkey hunter is the reaping decoy. And (laughs) I was just like, listen, I know I'm not a good Turkey hunter, but I will still go toe to toe with anybody else using the method that I do because I, I have success, man. Like I kill a bird every single year and typically they're good birds. Like, Last year, I killed a bird that was twenty—I don't remember now. I want to say it was like twenty-six and a half pounds. It was a big old turkey. And the year before that, I shot a bird with what would have been the state record beard length. Um, but I just don't really look into that stuff, and right. it just—it seems to come together because I understand animals, and and I'll make it happen one way or another. But. Right. Yeah. If you're talking like I mean, traditional sitting down, like calling yeah. on a, a mouth call or a slate call or whatever, forget it, dude. Everybody's yeah. better at it than me.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I said earlier, the reaping tactic. I mean, I don't, under, I don't understand why people hate on it so much. I mean, it's people, especially down here, they're like. If you ain't hunting in your faded mossy oak bottom land, not using a decoy, killing them in the woods, you need turkey. And I'm like, man, if I kill one, if it's legal, why does it matter how I kill it? Like, you know.
1: I think people are so obsessed with the communication with turkeys. Like, oh. that's why, I mean, anybody I talk to, they're like, it's the communication. I love talking mm-hmm. back and forth to them, convincing them that I'm a real bird. And so when people go against that, and yeah. they actually pursue the turkey instead of getting one to come in that's why people yeah. hate on it it's just the same as waterfowl hunters who hate when you jump shoot ponds instead of setting up a yeah. spread and calling birds in um
2: yeah i mean I, I would probably relate it to that i mean personally for me unless i'm going like out west i'm not going to use a decoy unless i'm in a field i don't hunt fields very much i'm in the woods 99 percent of the time I'm and so I've always just, I mean, I might've had a decoy or two, you know, it just depends on the situation. Like I'll usually always carry one. I might not always put it out. I mean, it just depends on your situation just like everything else. I mean, do I think it's more fun to call one in, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent like communicating with them and, you know, hearing them spitting and drumming and stuff like that. I mean, you can't, you can't beat that. But I mean, also crawling up to a, a wild animal that thinks you're another wild animal. Like that's, that's pretty cool.
1: Dude. I I saw, I saw a video of a guy do that. He had, he had like a real fan in the back of a Tom decoy and Mm -hmm. he walked right up to these, these Toms that were out in the field and just straight up grabbed one by the leg. I don't know if you've seen that. If not, Uh you have to look it up. It's I'm sure you'll find it on YouTube if you search something like guy grabs a wild turkey but he for real just walks he he's set up he's calling them in they all come in and he just creeps up to them and then yeah. reaches from behind it and grabs one of the toms while it's alive if yeah. if you don't get a rush out of doing that <laughs> yeah. i don't know if you have a heartbeat like that would be insane i would much rather i would much rather get a turkey that way than than shoot one like, <laughs> there's something That'll about it, man.
2: I mean, uh, me and me and a friend of mine went to Kansas last year. And, of course, we went and checked this one spot. It's, like, super cold. So, we didn't hear anything. We left. We went, you know, out there. You pretty much – you you ride around. You, you spot them. I mean, if, if you want to wait until the next morning to kill them off the roost, like, you can do that. Or a lot of times you can just go out there and, like, get in a ditch, get close enough and pull the fan out and go reaping. But uh, we drove by this one field, and it was a tom, a jake, and a couple hens. And, I mean, we were like 40 yards from them off the side of the road, and they're just gobbling, and we're like, this turkey's about to die. And so we went and parked the car like a couple hundred yards away, walked up this county road, and they had shifted over. They were on private land. And so we were headed towards the public land to try to get them on the other side of the fence. And uh, they had already jumped the fence heading that way. Dude, they came across the bar wire, across the County road. And my buddy killed him on the side of a County road. <laughs> That's probably illegal. And I probably shouldn't have said that, but I will not say names or locations. <laughs> I didn't pull the trigger. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Tom and the Jake, I got a video of it just ran straight up, like right down the gravel road and, he, he shot him at, like, 10 steps, probably. Jeez. Nice. But, I mean, that that's that's something that, I mean, you can't get them, like, that pissed off just by calling, you know. Yeah. Like, you can get them interested in coming in, but, I mean, unless you have, like, a decoy out, like, they act a whole other way. I mean, like, you can piss them off, you know, whatever, but, like, if they see that decoy and you're sitting behind it, it's just, like, that just pisses them off on a whole nother level. It's, it's really cool to watch.
1: See, I wish I wish that Drew and I last year had been sitting where our decoy was set up. I want to say we just had one, maybe two decoys out, and we had gone to check another area. And sorry to the listeners, you've probably heard this story a hundred times now, but we, we were walking back through the cattle pasture, and we look, and there are three toms, at a dead sprint, like a pterodactyl sprint, or not a pterodactyl, a v- velociraptor sprint. <laughs> you know, like, dude, just like beelining it straight for the decoys. And I was like, dang it, I hope we didn't just miss dang. our opportunity. Well, luckily, I had that turkey fan with, we crossed the fence, got behind it again, crept up to like 16 yards, and dusted two of them. That's awesome, And dude. I was like, man, see, I, I think that probably would have really got me hooked had I been sitting there watching these turkeys come sprinting across the field toward me.
2: Yeah. I just don't. I mean, I don't know. You for me, it was like the first time I heard a gobble and I'm like, I mean, I'd been deer hunting in the woods for years. And I don't know if I ever heard a gobble until I started turkey hunting. And like, you know, you're out there listening for it and you hear it and you're like, holy crap. Like because before I turkey hunted, well, I had no reason to be out in the woods in the spring. And I mean, they'll gobble during the winter sometimes, but like, man, it's just like a whole another realm of hunting opens up to you once you get turkey. It's, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. But, what Uh, are you when you're hunting in the woods, you're just calling? You said you carry a, tur- a decoy with you. Um, yeah. You I mean, just it set just, you somewhere and call and hope one comes in.
2: I mean, I rely on like scouting, like, um, if I don't know where a turkey is, like I'm hunting a new area, I will just pull up my Onyx map and look for, you know, access points for logging roads, for fire lanes. And, you know, I'll head straight down those because I mean that's just like an easy point of access. I'll look and see like, well, there's a, a ridge that runs this way that's covered in pine trees. Well, you know, that's a, a typical roosting spot for a turkey is on a ridge and in a pine tree. It just is what it is. And then if there's hardwood bottom on the other side, of it, I'm like, well, this is probably a good place to go, at least listen for one or look for sign or whatever. But, yeah, when I'm going, I'm just walking until I hear one. And if I – if usually I'm walking a long way, like on a road, like I will walk to the end of the road. And if I don't hear one or whatever, I will sit down and just call. Um, like I said, it just depends on the decoy. I don't – I don't know. A lot of times hunting like the hunting like I do down here carrying a decoy is just like it's not hey it's just not Hey, not, just, to, interrupt just, you. not yeah, to
1: interrupt you, but they proved me wrong Sam just joined the waiting room did he really we'll get him on the call, <laughs> oh my gosh he probably just woke up <laughs> he probably just woke up we'll see.
2: I'm gonna have to kick him if his audio sucks then. We're in here with just immaculate picture and quality <laughs> sound.
1: With my amazing yellow light. It looks like I'm sitting next to a fire that's not flickering. Yes. It looks like you're in your closet. Yep, Just kidding.
2: So I mean, obviously know. I'm I got all these cool animals behind me that I didn't shoot.
1: <laughs> Sam, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Get did did you just wake up?
3: Yeah, I set my <laughs> for like ten o'clock PM like an idiot.
1: That's funny. We uh yeah. Zach and I were just talking and I'm like, man, I don't think anyone else is hopping on this call. And then I was like, dude, they proved us wrong. Sam just joined the waiting room and he's <laughs> like, dude, he probably just woke up. I'm like, we're about to find <laughs> out. Yep.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, welcome to the podcast hosted by me, Zach Hopper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, we are, we're just talking turkey strategy. Um, I'm telling him how there's nothing off limits for me when it comes to turkey hunting unless it's illegal. Like, I am not a turkey purist. I don't call very often because I absolutely suck at it. In fact, if I could use an electronic call for turkey hunting, I 100% would.
3: I can tell you the the most satisfying thing was teaching myself how to use the diaphragm and now watching like how the bird reacts every time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not a professional either, but I've, I've learned enough, you know, like when to not call, when to call, um, when to get, you know, aggressive with them or start to be a little more quiet. And once you start to learn those things, I, it's almost a challenge for, when those birds like when they shut up on you and you're like all right i'm gonna get a little more aggressive with you you know and it's almost like you force them to gobble i'm like oh (laughs) yeah i won i already won you're gonna come in you know
1: dude to see how excited you guys to see how excited you guys are both getting about this kind of annoys me oh my gosh. (laughs) i equate turkey hunters to the fans of a football team that just always think this is the year man this is the year (laughs) Well,
2: sorry, we don't get to go mountain lion hunting in Utah all the time. We
1: we have to wait for our own
2: little animals in our own states to come come in. Gosh,
1: I I'm I'm gonna catch the bug. Is, eventually. I just know it. Like it's gonna happen. It's gonna they're gonna do it the right way one time, and I'm and I'm gonna understand why everyone gets excited. But when you're not part of the excited group, the excited group kind of annoys you sometimes.
2: Well, quit hunting. Quit the hunting podcast. <laughs> no, I, just, but, um, I just
1: always have to trash talk turkey hunting. I don't know why. I do enjoy it though.
2: Going back to the, uh, you have to have it happen right one time to get you. Up. This just speaks how unlucky I am as a turkey hunter. My first year was the best year I've ever had. I had more encounters and killed more birds than I ever have. And then it's like after that, it just plummeted. My, like, you know, I would just get outsmarted every time. They'd walk right behind me, and I mean, it was—it's just gone downhill every time. But like you said, that one time it happened happened right. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is easy." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that was not the case. <laughs> All right. I've always
3: thought once once the like you said like once it happens for the first time, it gets easier after that because you're like, okay, you you get the taste of it, you know.
1: See, I haven't had it happen the right way at all yet. And I think part of me, it's like when I went elk hunting, my buddy Sean said, dude, you got to break the seal. Like once you shoot one, don't don't be too hung up on what it looks like. Uh, You know, shoot one that you're going to be happy with or proud of. But once you do it once, you're going to be able to do it a lot easier the second time. And I was like, yep. interesting. Yep. And I'm guessing it's probably the same way then with turkeys. Like once you actually do it, you learn a lot from both misses or missed opportunities and successful opportunities. But yep. I can only misses. imagine once they come in and you see how they respond to what you're doing, um, it, it'll it teach you a lot. Yeah, I've
2: uh, I've missed more turkeys than
1: I've killed. So. Nice. Yeah.
2: So that falls right
3: <laughs> under the category
2: with ducks and geese too, huh? <laughs> and that's what i was about to say like you see a duck or a goose do it right like much easier than you see a, a
1: turkey do it right so it's so much easier to get hooked on water cattle. well yeah you see that's them true. do it right more often i mean most people if you're in a good goose hunting spot you see more geese do it right in one hunt than you'll probably see turkeys do it right in your your life. in entire one flock life. yeah in one flock
2: <laughs> yeah no
3: i mean I, the next time that i see you know sixty, seventy seventy times come charging my decoys I'll probably <laughs> want shoot one. I'm just gonna run,
1: dude, imagine that imagine I having will. to put oh out like God. seven dozen turkey decoys and you have like <laughs> a couple hundred of them come in be nuts. do you think I always thought about
2: that putting up a putting out a spread of turkey decoys, just a strutter jake's hands just like what would it do? like dude, what if you had all did, your
1: buddies put we your did that this year them. this past year, uh-huh. and. I was convinced it was going to work. I'm like there's no way these <laughs> birds have never seen a spread this big. And we had all these we had all these decoys out and it was I could only hunt for like a short amount of time. And my buddy Brad came out and one of his buddies came out and he brought a bunch of his decoys. I'm like dude, we're just putting them all out. Well, he had like the oscillating uh Tom with the full fan. And so it's like on a motor and it spins and turns and actually looks like it's strutting. We sat there, didn't see a bird all morning long. I'm like, dude, I got to head out. I leave. And then I told them, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go check the other two properties, which are right down the road. And then on my way back, I passed the field that we were set up in and I can see the whole field from the road. And so I'm driving by and I'm like, Holy crap. Did they put more decoys out? And then all of a sudden, I see a turkey just fan out, and I'm like, "Oh man, there's like a dozen turkeys inside of the spread right now." And so I call Brad. I'm like, "He's not going to answer." I'm waiting to see. I'm like driving 25, 30 miles an hour down the road, waiting to see one of these birds just eat it, and nothing. So I go and I park at the gate, and I call Brad, and I'm like, "Dude, why aren't you shooting that turkey?" He's like, "What turkey?" <laughs> I'm like the ones right in front of the blind, and he goes, "Oh, dude, we're up in the woods. We decided to go for a walk," <laughs> and he goes, "He goes that you're you're seeing that oscillating fan," and I'm like, "No, I I watched it fan out. Like I didn't see it go from like just spin. I watched it go from walking to like puffed out a hundred percent," and I just look all the way across the field, and I see him and his buddy like peek out of the woods and I'm like dude meet me at the fence I'm going to get the turkey fan out and we're going to try to make a play on these birds well they ended up spotting them long before they got to me and uh yeah. but it worked I mean we just weren't patient enough I couldn't stay and they got the itch to go walk through the woods so I Happens every time. maybe I'll try that again this year maybe I'll try that like gigantic turkey spread
2: massive spread yeah there you go
1: All right, guys, I need to take a quick second to tell you about a product that I've been using for quite a while now. It's called Bull Elk Beard Oil. If you've spent any amount of time in the outdoors, whether it's on the mountain, in the marsh, or in the woods, you've felt the effects of the wind, the sun, and the cold on your face. What this product does, it helps you look better, feel more confident, and it helps your beard keep its moisture. Not to mention, it smells great. So now my wife can't complain as much after I come home from a long week of elk hunting. Now, I need to tell you, I've gotten to know Brian, the founder, over the past couple months, and he is an awesome guy. Brian made sure that all of these oils are made out of clean products right here in the USA. He also loves to give back to the outdoor community, whether that's through fundraisers for public land acquisitions or even helping donate money to cover the surgery cost of duck dogs. He's an amazing guy, and he makes an amazing product. So go check out BullElkBeardOil.com. And be sure to check out the subscription options so that you don't have to run out of your favorite facial hair product. Plus, you can use the code NOMADIC and get 20% off your order.
3: A lot of people rip. A lot of people, like, they they tear apart other people for, you know, what what other, I mean, what they call reaping. Um, or like
1: spot spot and stalk really dude, you're, you're like that 10 minutes late man <laughs> you missed we that just had this conversation oh, did we? <laughs> you yes. can keep going though i'll let you dude
3: i have no problem with reaping like the way that i see it is like i tell everybody if they don't come to you man you go to them i mean like, there's only so much that you can do to get that bird to come to you and a lot of the times especially kind of later on into the season they they get hung up on these pens And so that's one of my favorite things. I'm like, all right, well, if you're not going to come to me, then I'll just come to you. And once you show yourself, you know, and then then you are slowly getting closer to him, one of my favorite things to do is just to kind of hang out for a little bit, maybe hang up about 80, 90 yards from him, and I'll just turn my decoy, you know, just give it a little bit of movement, and then I'll quick turn it right back towards him like he's puffing back out at him. And to see their reaction and how beat red their heads will get. I mean, I've, I've had them. Um, I've crawled out probably four or 500 yards out to it, out to this Tom. My dad was watching me and he's like, man, he was videotaping. He's like, man, if this works, you know, this is, this is just going to be insane. And uh, I think I got probably within about 70, 80 yards of them. And when I was in a divot in this field, that's all I had to do is just poke up that decoy up over that hill. I and mean, he came charging. I think I think I finally rolled him at about 10, 10 feet, fifteen feet. Jeez. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things. But I mean, there ain't nothing better than than, you know, to do a textbook to yeah. have him have him come right in strutting, you know, fifteen yards.
1: I think but, I need to find I think I need to find like a turkey Halloween costume. And just become like the biggest turkey out there. And I'll give myself like a wimpy little beard and just see, see if it works. I feel like someone could make that happen. I bet you there's you a video just, out there of it.
2: You could
3: just
0: run. Yeah, there's the a, there is a
2: guy. Too.
3: There's a guy that literally got down on like, like squatted down and then threw his arms out like he was strutting and was gobbling with his mouth and they came charging at him.
1: Dude, I saw no that. I, I thought that was like farm birds. I mean, it, it could have been, oh, but okay. it, their
3: reaction didn't seem like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they were definitely <laughs> pissed about it. But yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you get a turkey in the right mindset, just mad as can be. You could probably walk up to them, I mean, with any type of turkey-looking deal. I, I people People have clipped a Turkey, an old Turkey fan to the top of their shotgun and just gone out with that. I'm like, you can't tell me that guy's fully hidden behind that. They know something's up, but they're so mad. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Sam, what, a, uh, what did last season look like for you? I think we talked about it a little bit quite a while ago on a podcast, but you had crazy success last year.
3: Yeah. Last two seasons we've had, um, really phenomenal years. It took, um two years ago I took thirteen people out. We killed eleven birds. Um and those other two people had a couple of different chances. They just were young and never shot birds before and there were a couple misses, but last year I took eighteen people, um including myself. And we, yeah, we killed nineteen birds. Um some some really big, really big times. Uh we killed one with inch and three quarter spurs. Um, and then a lot of them that were just shy of it, we do a turkey pool every year, just you know, with us friends. Um, I think we had a um, 12 and a half inch beard last year, and then I believe the biggest bird was 28, just shy of 28 pounds. Dude. So, I mean, good, good sized birds, you know. Um, I think I only had one one person missed last nope that two people missed last year but luckily i had a couple people that had more than
2: one tag so
1: zach what are you shaking your head at i saw you
2: um yeah i would have been the one to miss dude i have (laughs) i'm telling you last year i was ready to hang it up i'm telling you i was ready to put my vest in the closet never get it back out again and i'll put this piece of advice out here for anybody pattern your shotgun before the season, because I went out one time, biggest turkey i probably ever had, you know, within shooting range. He hung up at like, I don't know, 40 yards, 45 yards. And that, that's killing range with a turkey load. Like, oh, yeah. I, ideally you want them closer, but I shot. I'm talking about at, the, at that distance, you're putting the bead kind of in the front of their body. And like that pattern is going to hit something. Yeah, Shot, feathers, Bird flies off. I'm like, dude, what the heck? And I mean, the feathers could have been from him flying off. I don't know. Like, I found feathers when I went and walked for him. And let me tell you, I unloaded on this turkey as he was flying off. Seven I was so mad at myself. So, extension like, a week. Tube and all. Yes, extension tube and all. You know, I've got an 870. That's my turkey gun, my 870. But no, I went like a week later with my dad, same spot. And um, the turkey obviously turkey comes out, I see the redhead just blood red, didn't have any decoys out. I don't know if he was running from another turkey or, or what was going on, I don't know why he was so mad or scared looking but uh, I got his 870 and he had the Federal TSS um, and he had rifle sights on his shotgun, had like this TruGo uh, choke tube that's like specifically designed for this Federal TSS stuff and like 45 yards, I cut him down like, like, with like a hatchet, dude. I mean, it that stuff ate right through him. And like, he was, I mean, he was moving at a good rate of speed from left to right. And so it kind of, he came, kind of came behind this berm and it opened up right in front of me. And he kind of got, it was the weirdest thing. His beard was like curved to his body. So I thought Man. it was a Jake this whole time until he like, put his head down to pick up something to eat, and that beard swung out. Dude, I didn't even really put it on his head. I just kind of put it at the top, and I pulled the trigger. That stuff is mean. It ate right through him. (laughs) And then, literally the next morning, we go back out to this other place, get one off the roost. We're, We're going through the woods. I mean, we're playing back and forth with this turkey, and he's just messing with us, going from left to right on this ridge. And finally, my dad gets behind me and starts calling, and he starts walking off. So he's acting like a turkey's leaving. Well, that turkey finally comes to me and kind of angles off about 40 yards again. I have my shotgun, and sure enough, I'm, I'm on my side, like almost laying down, shooting through this fallen cedar tree, and I had an opening like maybe a foot wide, and dude, I, I, I timed it up. As soon as he poked his head, out, I, I shot. He just ran off putting. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what is going on? And I'm, my dad's like, dude, we've got a pattern. You're done. I'm like, no, I just I just think I'm missing. <laughs> and he was like, there's no way you literally just killed a turkey yesterday. Yeah. I was like, maybe so. So sure enough, we got back to the truck and walked down the road and put a little paper target up. I had two of these shells left, and it was heavy shot. They were like eight years old. And I had this heavy shot choke tube. Carlson's heavy shot choked it was just as old and sure enough at 40 yards I had one bb in the kill zone and he shot and he had two so uh it was pretty ridiculous how
1: bad it was (laughs) you pull the trigger and all the shot just like rolls out of the end of your barrel
2: (laughs) I had better luck trying to kill them with a feather I I mean it was just one for three is not good on turkeys especially when I should have been three for three
1: but I think the only uh, the thing buddy. I've ever gone one for three on in my life is probably waterfowl. <laughs> you saying you can't shoot, man? No, I'm saying that's the only time I've ever missed that many times at something.
2: Oh, so you're saying I'm that bad?
1: Yes, that's exactly what <laughs> <Okay>. I'm saying.
2: <laughs> hey, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, I get nervous. I mean, I'm, don't, I'm a, it, it's not going to matter how many turkeys I kill in my life. I'm gonna get just as nervous every time. My heart's gonna pound.
1: I'm gonna sweat.
2: It's it's an adrenaline rush that waterfowl has never given me. Like um, seeing a bunch of birds come in. Like that's just like, oh yeah. Like it's gonna get right. Like you're excited. There's no nervous about it. But like that turkey, like reaping the reward of that. Like
1: you just. uh, Well, I think part of the excitement has to come from the fact that you know it's not gonna happen all the time. Like you're yeah, not going to get to go out 30 different <clears throat> runs and see it yeah. 20 of them. Um, yeah. and, and back to like the hypothetical earlier, if you had to put all those decoys out and you'd have, you know, 30 turkeys coming in at one time, you probably yeah. wouldn't get the rush that you do when no. it just happens one good time during a season or one time every couple of years. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's typically like when I'm talking, it's like, me or it might be me and somebody else and so like waterfowl hunting you're you know you're with friends and you're relaxed and laid back but turkey hunting is just like it's like you and that bird out there in the woods and it's just you against him i don't know there's something just like you feel like you've achieved something pretty cool once you oh
1: absolutely i feel for someone who doesn't feel like i'm that passionate about turkey hunting The most mad I've ever been, I think, in my entire life was during turkey season. And I wish Drew was here to talk about this and relive it with me, but he's not. So I'm just going to throw him so far under the bus. uh, Yeah, do that. (laughs) I had had turkeys finally doing it like textbook. Never had it happen before. I, I shouldn't say that. I have had them come in exactly how they're supposed to. Came into three feet, literally three feet but they were on the other side of the fence on the neighbor's property. And I said, listen, I could easily kill any one of these. Like I could have poked my gun out and probably touched one, but I was like, no, I'm going to wait. I want to do it the right way. I don't want to have to lie about the story. I don't want to have to hide, hide the truth. And I definitely don't want to self-incriminate myself when I'm talking uh, on a podcast. Uh, So I didn't, but the one time that they did do it right on the property that I could hunt they were coming in. We saw them initially. Then they, we saw them again farther up the field, probably 200 yards away, and they just kept closing the distance, closer and closer and closer. And we had two, um, we had two toms coming in. One of them was probably 50 yards closer than the other one. And Drew's getting Nancy, and we're like perfectly in cover. I've got a decoy just barely out of the cover to where they can see me moving it, and they're feeding pretty quickly and every now and then they'd pick their head up and just kind of speed walk towards us and Drew's like dude who's going to shoot him who's going to shoot him I'm like we'll just wait and see if they both come in and we'll both shoot and he's like "All right, but who's going to shoot this front one I'm like dude just chill out and wait and they get to the first one gets to probably 70 to 75 yards and the other one's like 120 yards away still and all of a sudden I hear Boom! Dang. and I stand up and like this bird is running off and Drew shoots two more times at it and I stand up and I'm like I just yelled right in his face I'm like
3: what are you doing
1: and he's like dude I'm so sorry man I'm so sorry and I was like dude we we better go see like just in case I didn't see any feathers. I didn't see any sign that this thing was going to die, but we Mm -hmm. better go check just in case. And he's like, Dan, I'm done hunting, man. I'm just done. I'm going to get rid of my stuff. And I'm like, dude, just shut up. I'm not interested in hearing it right now. You just blew the best opportunity we've had this year. And he's like, are you mad at me? I'm like, dude, I'm more mad at you than I've ever been at anyone in my whole life, but I'll get over it. Just give me a minute. And so we walked in silence all the way up the field that Turkey lived to tell its grandchildren about it. I mean, like there's no chance it died. And, uh, luckily we ended up getting a Turkey later on that season. So. Yeah, you should have,
3: awesome. you should have had him stand at 70 yards so you could take a shot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you, think, <laughs> did you think feel I that hit you
2: from here? <laughs> yeah. But he yeah, did. The first kept turkey I missed me. last year, I threw my gun. Like, I chunked it as far
1: <laughs> as I could in the field. Dude, he... all Leading up to season, like, I patterned my gun, and I just... I was using my 20-gauge. I don't have a choke in it. Like, I have to have birds in close. Like, it is an old-school gun, man. And I've killed turkeys that way, but I just wait until they get within range. And he's like, man, I just got... I think he had just either got a new Browning A5 or a new... Uh, super black Eagle three. And he's like, dude, I could drop birds with this thing probably out to 80 yards. And he like, just kept talking about it. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, like, it's a cool gun, man. It's a cool, like you bought a, a newer choke for it too. Like something specifically for Turkey, but I don't know. I'm like, have you patterned man? I've patterned it to like 65 and it's like so many BBs in the kill zone. And I'm like, okay, cool. No, <laughs> totally whiffed on that. Person. Nope. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I, I upgraded. I, well, I, for one, I ran out of the old shells after missing all the turkeys I did, so I upgraded to some Federal TSS and uh, new chunk tubes. So uh, we'll see how that goes.
1: But I I looked at the Federal. You got more TSS. money than I do. <laughs> I was gonna say, dude. I looked at those Federal TSS rounds. Those Gosh. things are more expensive than Barrett 50 cal rounds. <laughs> They're 80
2: something dollars this year. The three and a halves that I have this year are $80. I bought them last year at like 40 something, I want to say. Like I did get them on a little bit of like a they had like a mail in rebate or something like that, but they've gone up like it seems like at least fifty percent. Like it's nuts how much they've
1: increased. Man, I got uh I got a couple boxes of ammo and it's definitely not that ammo but I found like some $15 boxes at shields out in Colorado and they had the federal TSS. I think they had number seven shot and Mm -hmm. it was like 55 bucks a box for my 20 gauge. And I was like, Nope, not doing that. Not doing that at all.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm not ashamed of it, but I mean, at the same time I look back on it, I'm like, I might want to hold on to that box as long as I can because I might sell it and double my money. Because there's nothing wrong with shooting like Winchester long you know,
1: Yeah, I just I'll I'll pattern the stuff that I got and see what my effective range is and just know that I can't shoot past that. Like I'm I not- have a good excuse though.
2: I was really pissed when I bought those shells because I had been missed twice already yeah. and I had killed with those shells. So I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to drop you know however much money on this choke tube in these shells and I'm going to go. Kill a turkey from a 100 yards away.
1: Dude, that's the price of a turkey tag here with every trigger pull. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I could justify that, man. Like, I bought a, box, I bought a box of 10 rounds for $15, or I could have bought five for, like, $55. Right.
2: Yeah. It's nuts.
1: No. Not happening. I mean, and, and the
2: thing is, it's, it's not like it got more expensive to make. People are just willing to pay it. Yeah, I mean, just like with any other piece of hunting gear, like if people are willing to pay it, they're going to jack the price up. on it, so.
1: Oh yeah, Sam, what are you shooting? You really want to know? Yeah, crossbow, blow dart gun, twenty two magnum. <laughs> I kill them with trap loads. You're kidding?
3: No, <laughs> I got so sick and tired of paying the money for all those turkey shells, like trap loads, of this. and what happened? Uh, I had a buddy that came out with me, and he forgot his. And um, it wasn't my week. So I was like, man, I don't even have them in my truck, you know, because it's not my week. So we're, like, digging, and we're digging. We had we had three toms that were out in this field. And uh, I was like, man, all I've got is, like, four trap loads. And he's like, <laughs> oh. I was like, uh, uh, you get them in close enough, and you're going to, like, I mean, you could kill them with a rock, you know. Yeah. And so i was like the least we could do is try so he tosses three of them yeah we snuck all the way out and he got up there's like a big gully and so we got up out of this gully and man that that thing came about 10 feet from us and yeah i mean he used all three shells but he he whiffed the first two and i mean he's still <laughs> 30 yards he folded that bird so yeah, ever since then i was Man, I'm just going to keep buying trap loads. Maybe I'm that's the got. thing.
1: Maybe we're all being duped into buying all this expensive ammo when you could shoot the other stuff just fine.
3: I mean, the way I look at it is it doesn't really matter what kind of ammo it is. All that matters is how close you're going to get that bird.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah I, I'm not that good of a turkey owner, so apparently, according to last year, I couldn't get them closer than
1: 40. I'm <laughs> telling you,
3: I really hope that you guys get up here this year. It, it's, a, it's an absolute blast.
1: Dude, that'd be fun. Uh-huh. I uh I joked a minute ago about that twenty two mag, but in all reality, if if you could legally hunt them with like a twenty two caliber rifle, whether it's like a twenty two two fifty or a mag or even like a seventeen HMR, dude, I'd get like a long range setup and I would totally just headhunt. There'd be no turkeys
2: left to hunt
1: if that was the case. No, you still so- could only I mean it's still the same amount of tags, but from my understanding, I'm pretty sure you can. I mean, each state's different. But I remember Dude, a there's couple no years, way. If you can, I will go and get a, I rifle a couple, tomorrow.
3: He ended up posting something on on a local um, you know, like a Wisconsin State Turkey page. And um the guy said something. I mean, it could have been a joke, but there were so many people to follow through with it. He's like, you know, he's like, Who else is out there um that uses twenty twos? Um, to challenge themselves for turkeys. And everybody's like, oh, man, that's one of my favorite things to use for them.
1: And I was like, (laughs) hold on. This is new information to me. I'm going to listen. We're going to fact check this. So nobody go out and do this unless you have already checked in your state to make sure it's legal.
2: Do it and tag the nomadic outdoors.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I looked
1: it up on the right and
3: I, I didn't see anything that said you couldn't.
1: Yeah, Yeah. see, even (laughs) if I didn't find some, even if I found something that said, sorry, even if there wasn't anything in the book that said it was illegal, I don't think I would do it until I talked to like a wildlife agent because I'm not about to get busted doing something illegal just because some random dude on a podcast told me to. We're not random people. No, I'm saying like for anybody listening. They, they should oh. not take this as gospel.
3: Why did you shoot oh. that trick with the 22? Well, this guy on his podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the guys from Buck Gardner said they do it all the time. Whoa, oh no. <laughs>
2: uh, no, 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 no.
1: We don't do that for geese. We don't have bands going on. <laughs> That's funny, man. Well, hey, um, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> I was just gonna end it, but <laughs> that's why you go ahead.
2: Uh, well, I know we didn't really get into the topic of calls, but I was talking about how unlucky I am, and God just doesn't want me killing turkeys because my mouth, the way my teeth are, a standard diaphragm call does not fit on the roof of my mouth because of the way my teeth are. So, like I can, like I can make a turkey call sound like a turkey, like no doubt, but. The Little bit of air that seeps through it's very raspy, so and even the uh, the small frames that they make like they're super, like the there's not as much latex, obviously, so it's not going to be as loud. So, I mean, those are they're just soft calls, but I, was, we, I thought we were going to get on top of the calls, but fans it's has we can
1: we'll I mean, oh. I don't have anywhere that I have to be, but I do hear a child crying in the background. And my wife is probably going to kill me if I stay on too long. But let's talk calls for a second.
2: <laughs> okay, Mr. Podcast, let's talk calls. For
3: the most part, I use all those Woodhaven calls. They're, they're one of my favorite ones.
2: Yeah, Woodhaven's a good one. I use Tooth a lot. Um, They seem to be, well, I don't know. What works best for me, I guess.
1: Dude, I've got I've got the Primos beginner pack from Walmart.
2: Yeah,
1: I've got like five different diaphragm calls. I suck at blowing all of them, and uh, I've got a slate call that came with a piece of sandpaper. Don't even know what to do with that. So I just try try calling on it, and most of the time it doesn't make a noise at all. And
2: uh, you gotta scratch it up so there'll be friction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I said man I'm the worst I, I can't do it luckily I hunt with people who kind of know how to call YouTube is,
2: yeah. like you if you complain.
3: sit down with you and and be able to teach you you know like the rights and wrongs behind a diaphragm or or a slate call YouTube just watch I mean watch 20 videos on YouTube and, and you'll start getting the ideas of it
1: My buddy, my buddy Brad brings out a box call that thing's sweet, like that was so easy to to use. Um, I probably just need to buy one, but I don't know. I yeah maybe once I get the bug, I'll put all this time and effort into learning how to call, but for now, I'm probably just gonna keep losing a lot of followers in and, and listeners based on how much I hate turkey hunting. <laughs> Oh my gosh,
2: I mean, this not this conversation not fire you up? I'm
1: fired <laughs> Dude, up. Listen, anytime I can be out in the woods, I'm I'm pumped up, but turkeys just they're all right. I'm,
3: if you if you come here, it'll it'll completely <laughs> change if I promise you on
1: that. All right, I'll, I'll have to take you up on that.
3: It's still, you know, I mean, the sun's just starting to come up, you're just able to start making up,
1: you know. The scenery and stuff around
3: you. And that's all you hear is just constant gobbles around you. Yeah. Your blood blood won't be boiling more than anything else.
1: But the problem is, man, I've had the constant gobbles around me. I have. Like, I yeah, could but- take you out to one spot. And, and you'll have six toms in totally different directions all firing off. And, I mean, right. all birds that are killable. Yep. Yeah. But maybe once I have them actually come have- in ready to fight. Hearing them and having
3: them come in are two different things. I mean if you're if you're you're doing is just being able to hear, you know, I mean you don't have anything else to look forward to after that.
2: Yeah. Go to a a pet farm and turkey gobble. (laughs) Uh A pet and zoo. Just go to a pet and zoo. You can hear turkey gobble. You can make them gobble with your mouth. I bet for enough
1: money you could you could pull the trigger. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, probably so it might ruin the kid's birthday party but heaviest bird heaviest bird in the state you're teaching
2: life lessons and that's that's something you can't money can't
1: buy yeah dude we'll see man i like if you were to talk to me sitting in the blind during turkey season i'm sure my attitude is completely different but every year i look back on it and i'm just like man I still, why why do people get fired up about it? I Maybe I'll come out with a line of shirts. This is going to go over really big. I'm going to come out with a line of shirts just trashing turkey hunting. It'll be awesome. Great idea. Yeah. That, so if
3: I can, not but tell you the story real quick about this most ridiculously, ridiculous bird I've ever shot. And it's a bird that I chased for two separate seasons. And I finally killed him on the third, but I named him. I decided to name him Houdini because every time I would spot this bird, no matter how far away he was or how much cover I had in between us, he always disappeared just randomly. I mean, I could I could walk 300 yards across this field just to try and get closer to him. And all of a sudden I get practically right, right to where he is and he's gone. And I finally was able, I decided I was going to reap him. And, um, I get all the way out to where I needed to be and again, gone. And I'm like, what in the world? And so finally I'm like, you know, I, I didn't get up and just walk away this time. I kind of sat there and I was peeking around and he was in this taller grass stuff. Um, you know, maybe a foot and a half high. And, uh, I, I, I could did a little bit of calling and I, you know, I moved my decoy around and all of a sudden he stood up and he was like legit laying down in this grass. I don't know if he was hiding from me or what. It doesn't make sense why he would do that. But so all of a sudden he gets up and he sees my decoy. So he's, you know, slowly working towards me. This is the biggest bird I've ever shot. And, um, I saw him start to run and then all of a sudden he disappeared again. And I was like, man, I think he was coming right at me, you know? So I was like, I need to grab my gun, which was three feet to my right. I was like, I need to grab my gun just in case. And so I'm I'm like reaching over to the right to grab my gun. And I'm watching to the right because that's where it looked like he was coming from. Never saw him. And all of a sudden, I just caught something in the corner of my eye on the left side of the decoy. And this thing was probably 10 feet from me. Instantly spotted me, you know, goes to to take off and run away. And so I grabbed the gun and I, I pull up and I shoot. And I watched my BBs completely surround this bird. I mean, everything around it disintegrated, and so he just he just kept on running. And so I, of course, my gun jams, you know. And I'm like, cussing every cuss word that there was in the book, you know. And I watched this thing run all the way up to the corner of this manure pond, um, and it it went around the corner, and that was it. So I I, I walked all the way up there. Nothing. Couldn't find nothing. And I knew I hit this bird. Two of my buddies were back at the truck and we just got them a double. They came out and they're helping me. And man, I mean, we searched that weeds so hard, um, probably within a 80 yard radius and nothing. And I was like, you know, I said, when I got to the corner of this post, there was about a dozen turkeys that were shooting across, running across this field into this little patch of woods i'm like none of them looked like toms i was like but like there was a couple of them that kind of looked like you know could have been him like that's the area that he would have been in running so i was like the worst you know i was like the least i could do is is just at least go check i was like i'd hate to shoot a bird and wound it and then it just die for no reason or it you know extremely hurt so we go all the way around, we check this woods and uh I hopped on this trail and I was just slowly walking and just listening and watching. And I see a little opening about this big in this brush. And I see this redhead poke out and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's him. So I put my gun up and I shoot and everything in that hole, like just disintegrated. And I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a dead bird now, you know? And I walk up there, not a single thing in sight. I mean, I was looking at, everywhere um at this point i was so mad i could cry um and finally I, I i came walking out i mean we're talking this is hours in between i came walking back out to my buddies and i was like i'm done i'm done i said it's just been an absolute insane season um and i was running myself dry every day trying to get all these other people birds and i was like and then for this to happen when it's finally my time i'm done uh, I quit I'm, I'm packing it up for the year and so we're walking back kind of towards where I saw that bird go around the corner of that manure pit <clears throat> and I thought my buddy said dude where's your bird and I'm like that's not funny like I'm joking at her right now like I, I will fight you in this field like that's not funny <laughs> he goes no dude there's your bird and I look up and this thing is standing on the corner by this post running. And I'm like, I instantly, I had one shell left and I just bolted it for this bird. And come to find out that entire time. I mean, I, I legit, when my buddies were walking out to me, I was like leaning on this fence post, right? That bird was two feet from me hiding in the weeds the entire time. <laughs> had no, idea. never moved. And it, <clears throat> so this bird gets up goes to fly over this manure pit. Mind you, this bird's hurt. and It cannot fly. Straight <laughs> into the manure pit. And I'm like, I'm baffled. I'm like, great. Now I see this bird, and I know where this bird is, and I still can't get this bird. Well, I learned something that day. Turkeys can swim very well, especially in manure. Pit. And I'm like, <laughs> walking, shooting across all this cow crap and my buddy's like dude he's making it to the other side pretty quick and i'm like he is isn't he he's like oh yeah he's like i'd get over there well this isn't no small manure pit i mean this thing is 400 probably 500 yards around and so i again take off running all the way around well he gets up to the other side and the gates closed so he couldn't get through so i'm like creeping up on him and i can i can see his head I'm like, all right, I'm about 40 yards. You know, like if I have to, this is a three and a half inch. Like if I have to, like, I'll, I'll take the shot. What does he do? Takes off running right down, right down the fence line of this, of this manure pit. So here I am running again. I mean, I was so <laughs> and just absolutely covered in sweat. And finally we get all the way down to the end and there is an open gate. I mean, he obviously, I mean, that turkey, he gained so much feet on me so fast there's gate that was open and he couldn't figure out how to get around this gate to go through the opening. And so it gave me probably 20 seconds or so to be able to catch up and get closer to him. And he finally ended up coming out and I shot him and it was the most hate that I've ever had for a bird (laughs) in my life. And then I had to carry this thing 600 yards back to the truck, absolutely covered in cow crap um (laughs) I dude how
1: how is it that I'm the one that likes turkey hunting the least out of the three of us like you guys both suck (laughs) (laughs) I
3: I hated this bird so much I was fan downstairs and it is the crappiest looking fan that I have but it was the most rewarding bird that I think I've ever (laughs) shot because like I said, I've never had so much hate for one bird. I mean, smartest bird that I've ever faced. Smartest one.
1: But, God, he was... He Dude, was something. You should have he was gotten a bird. full mount of that bird. A full mount with him just giving you the middle feather. Like...
2: <laughs> there you go. Just a foot up. Just. <laughs>
1: yeah, just all the way up. Nobody's going to mistake what he's doing.
3: Yep, He had... Uh, that bird had... I believe it was a 12-and-a-quarter-inch 12, 12 and a quarter inch beard, and it was just shy of an inch-and-three-quarter spurs. So, I mean, it was my biggest oh, bird. He, it, after we ended up drying out, because my buddies, I mean, in that turkey pool, my buddies were like, you are not weighing that bird right now. <laughs> I mean, you get extra pounds from all the crap that's, you know, sitting on him. So we had to wait till he dried out. But, yeah, he he, he weighed just... It was right between like 27,
1: 28 pounds. Dude, how did that, uh, how'd that turkey taste? Didn't eat it. (laughs) What? Oh
3: yeah. So when I ended up shooting him the first time, um, there was BBs that actually came through his breast and then he ended up going through the, the manure pit. And I mean, when I tore him apart and cut those breasts out, I mean like, yeah, I I probably could have salvaged some of it. But there was enough BBs that, and you could, like, leg, legit, if you, like, push the meat together, you s- literally saw cow crap come out of the holes of its of its breast. And I was like, I'm not eating this bird. <laughs> I'm not getting sick off of this bird. This bird's already caused me enough trauma. Did you so at least, like, like
1: feed I, it to your dog or something?
3: I don't even remember what I did. No, I used it for coyote bait. Oh, you know, all right. Yeah. yeah, threw it with the rest of the, the carcass. Well, we're yeah. actually
2: eating turkey tonight. I'm excited.
1: Nice. I love the way turkey tastes. I love <laughs> Turkey that. nuggets, dude. Turkey nuggets, yeah. Turkey nuggets. I need to. That's... I need to find like the Chick Fil A recipe and do like some <laughs> turkey nuggets with the Chick Fil A batter on them. Whoo, yeah. that sounds amazing. I'm
3: so this okay. turkey nuggets. All you gotta do is just deep fry. Deep fry. Use Chick Fil A sauce. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I bet that would be good too. I bet, it, I I bet yeah, it. I bet if you did have some Chick Fil A sauce or some cane sauce, oh, dude, that'd be phenomenal.
1: Well, dude, I hope I hope both of you guys have better seasons than the ones you described during this podcast. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you guys can get connected with some birds and maybe uh, we just need to plan a get together up in Wisconsin, go chase some birds there. I know, uh, Zach, <laughs> are you coming? You coming to Missouri?
2: when when you when you tell me be here at a certain time i'll be there 30 minutes i already told you
1: i already told you when the season is
2: well yeah but i mean that ain't an invite see us down here in mississippi we need a yeah y'all show up friday at five o'clock on
1: this date all (laughs) right really got to spell it out for you all right i'll send you i'll send you an invite I will so now I'll just
2: drop your pans to your turkeys and I'll just take care of the rest. When he shows up for Turkey hunting,
3: you just got to look at him and go, dude, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and
1: you'd be like, no, I was just telling you
3: when the season was.
1: Oh man, you got a trade show in Springfield. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> well, I'm going to hop off guys. Thank you for, for joining me, Sam. Thanks for waking up to hop on the call with us. And (laughs) we'll, we'll obviously stay connected, but good luck this turkey season. And that is going to wrap it up for today's show. These are some of my funnest recordings when I can just BS with buddies about hunting. Now, this one was more me complaining about turkey hunting, but oh, well, It, it is what it is. Hopefully this year, uh, my, my luck changes. I can see it happen the way it's supposed to happen. But at the same time, like, if I'm out there having fun and I'm able to kill a bird, I guess who cares how I do it as long as it's legal, right? Hopefully you guys can understand that concept. There's a lot of people on social media who definitely, definitely cannot. But anyways, I had a lot of fun talking with Sam and Zach. I think it's going to be a good year. Hopefully the three of us can be uh, in one place, chasing turkeys at some point here in the next couple months. And I look forward to doing that. So, um, you guys are probably getting ready. Ever, everyone around the country seems like they're either shed hunting, getting ready for Turkey hunting or both. And for good reason, I mean, this is the kickoff for 2022. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you guys are gearing up for a good year and good luck out there until next time. Always choose adventure and God bless.